the sky beneath the stars of different people Taming wild gazing up upon the glimmers Hopeful dreaming like a child We imagine what could be where would we go And will we do it Slowly get there gracefully A rushing force because we blew it What's going on guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast Unrelated Filler Episode 28 And this week I have had the pleasure to speak an interview with Greg Sumois, who is the founder of Ushikan, this magical bro host, Nunis, favorite convention to go to every year. Haven't missed one since I started going uh, five years ago when I found out about it. But uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. Uh, we get into a few things that I thought were pretty interesting, and I'm pretty sure that you guys will like it too. Uh, head on down to Ushikan.com, register. And if you're going to be there, we'll see you there. So, I'm here with the head of Ushikan, the man I've come to know as Greg, uh, because I am not sure how to pronounce your, your last name. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And, uh, my last name is pronounced Samois. It's Portuguese. All right. Good thing I, I, didn't, I didn't try and, try and pronounce it, because I would have <laughs> probably looked kind of silly. I've I've heard every variation and even had letters added that don't belong there, so I wouldn't be offended or anything. <laughs> All right. It's good to know. So, firstly, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview and for yourself and everybody else that helps run my favorite convention that I go to every year for the past few years. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to hear you enjoy it. Yeah. And you can also experience my favorite convention this year on February 7th to the 19th. Just check out Ushikan.com. Oh, 9th. 7th to the 9th. 7th to 9th. <laughs> Just added a, yeah, you know, uh, a 10-day convention. It's fine. An over yeah, convention. no worries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can check out Ushikan.com for badge information and location all that good stuff or look for Ushikan on Facebook and Twitter and uh, anywhere else that anybody could look for, for some Ushikan stuff. Um, no, basically just our discord, but uh, you'd probably have to go through one of those other things to get there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So for the people that are unfamiliar with Ushikan, how would you describe the convention through your eyes? So we are an anime-focused convention. Uh, we have been around for a while, but our notable feature is that we are 18 uh, and up only, so no one under the age of 18 is allowed. And from the like little bit of wiki diving that I did a few months ago, uh, I found out that it wasn't always 18+. plus. Uh, what made you guys decide to turn it into an 18 plus convention so we start i started the convention in 2002 uh because at the time there were not a whole lot of conventions and uh i guess one of the things that is amusing is that uh at the time i was helping with uh akon and uh i also went to anime fest a lot but Anime Fest potentially at that time was going to move, and Akon was not as responsive to uh, changes that people would suggest. At that time, it makes me laugh, because at that time, 
uh, when people made suggestions that they didn't really want to deal with, they would respond with, if you don't like it, start your own convention. <laughs> and uh, So you did. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, at that, at that time, there were only like 10 cons in the country, which is crazy to think about today. And uh, so but how long ago is that? After, uh, that was like late 90s. And okay. So after seeing that several times, I was like, I mean, it can't be that hard. I mean, I'm not saying it's simple, but it's it can't be that difficult. So we started Ushikan with the intent of giving people a really good anime convention and uh, hopefully bring in some some cool people from Japan and uh, a lot of stuff that people might be interested in. And uh, that's what we did. And then after about five years, a bunch of our teams started getting kind of burnt out. Uh, it was a lot of work and a lot of people wanted to take a step back and just not do it anymore. And then uh, after a several year hiatus where we did some random stuff, we did a cafe. Uh, Ushiko's block party was uh, something we did in the interim there. And there's some stories about that too. <laughs> But then uh, out of nowhere, I got the idea to kind of repeat what we did with uh, Ushiko's Block Party, but for me to focus more on it, and that was how we did Chibi Ushikan. And the notable feature about Chibi Ushikan is it was at a very small hotel that only had one function room. And so our dealers were actually running out of suites, and uh, we actually ran oh. a lot of programming out of hotel rooms kind of like we've been doing for the last several years uh but so i was really concerned about liability <laughs> <laughs> so i said okay yeah we're only going to do 18 plus for this just because i don't want to find out some 16 year old was in you know a room and they you should, know and, they and some parent been. yeah and some parent comes to me and is like what was going on with my kid so <laughs> so we limited to 18 plus and the result of that was it was a really small event we had like 80 people turn out but it was really fun and we didn't have to deal with some of the headaches that come with policing like 14 to 17 year olds yeah um and so we said all right i mean the one like i totally would have kept doing that the one exactly the way that that worked the one thing that we looked at was like okay a lot of people are complaining that we do need more function space that we should have more panel rooms and whatnot so we found the uh location that we'd been running at for the last several years and uh but i said like we're going to keep it 18 plus though just because i like the feel and environment more so yeah, I mean we we consistently have people that like see our event on Facebook or online or something and think we're like you know a, we're a hentai a con or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and and that's not the case, but uh you know, I mean it's possible to do that, but no, the our main goal and feature is just that uh we don't want to have to deal mm -hmm. with a bunch of high school kids essentially. Yeah, like the first year I went I think was when you guys did the Ushikon the Ushiko stout shirt uh okay yeah that was 10 yeah uh i think that was a i don't know if it was a year before that uh i just remember i bought that shirt and i i, I think that was my first year but the thing that i liked the most when i first went was just the overall vibe and how everybody was uh basically i mean to put it 
bluntly just so much more mature than I was used to <laughs> than, than other right. conventions. Uh, you know, you don't right. have you don't have people running around uh, screaming memes at the top of their lungs. Uh, at least that I've seen. You know, maybe yeah. maybe later on at night it gets like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, the, the feel is by design. Like, that that was intentional. And, uh... I mean... I don't know... When we were doing when we were doing Chibi, that was the thing that I, I noticed, was, like, even when you're talking about some, you know, like, maybe 20-year-olds that will get into doing, like, the meme stuff, most of the time they do it because they're hanging around with, like, 16-year-olds that think it's funny. Yeah. And so when they're around like 25 year olds that don't, they don't do it. They, they, they like to play the crowd. Yeah. And uh, so I, this year is going to be the first year that I've gone to that it's going to be at a different location. Uh, since you've been running that, uh, this convention out of that, uh, the Wingate hotel or uh-huh. is for so long. Uh, I haven't seen how big the new um, venue Sorry, I haven't seen how big the new venue that, is, but is Ushi kind of thing that you kind of want to keep growing and making bigger, or is this like around the size that you'd like to keep and to maintain like kind of the 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 community feel around the convention? So, personally speaking, uh, let me let me clarify first that. So I founded the convention in 2002, and I've chaired it many years, but I haven't been chair for the last several years, and uh, other people are technically running the show, but I still am involved a lot, and kind of like one of your previous interviewees, Dave, said about his own show, uh, I write the checks, so <laughs> I'm, I'm still involved in a very real way, but... Uh-huh. Uh, I give other people a little more uh, leeway to like run the thing the way that they think it should run. Uh, that out of the way, um, my personal opinion is I actually really like the size we are. Uh, I would I would like to max out around like 500 people uh, in terms of attendees. Mm-hmm. I not because I have a serious issue with like really big. Uh, I mean, I've been to Expo, I've been to Comicet before so i've seen i've seen crazy gigantic like size yeah yeah yeah. uh it it adds more strain to the staff both in terms of like recruiting people and then also like just managing that flow of humanity i also (laughs) think you lose a lot in terms of like attendee interactions like when you're a smaller size you get a better community feel i think yeah but uh but you get more resources the larger you get the companies pay attention it's easier to guess blah 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 um but so yeah like 500 which would fit in our our new location uh it was a little too big for our, the location we'd been using for like 10 years mm-hmm. uh is i think ideal because you still keep a good community feel but you have enough resources that you can budget for the things we'd like to do and, uh, you know, and make things happen the way we would want. I mean, we were not against going larger than that. Uh, our first Ushi, which I also really thought had a good feel and was nice, was around a thousand people. Oh. So uh, I think that was when it was all ages, just to know. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that's that's a different animal. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
considering the size of the convention, I've every year I've gone, I'm always consistently surprised at the the guests that you've been able to bring down from Japan or from here in the states. How do you manage mm-hmm. to to create that uh, the relationship here in the U.S. and you know abroad? So, I mean, like I said, we started in '02, so we've been working very hard over a long period of time to establish relationships. And uh, I mean, it has always been our goal from day one to have really good uh, people from the anime industry to come out and, uh, you know, be able to talk about their work and the things that people find interesting about the anime industry. it's interesting to me because personally speaking, I'm not uh, a fan of voice <laughs> actors themselves, <laughs> but I know a lot of other people are. That's one of the reasons that I like to try to bring in production people, the character designers, directors, etc. Because yeah. that is more my personal interest, but um, it's also something that's, I think, not as easy for people to get and so it's a good experience we've tried to provide with our convention and but generally speaking in terms of how yeah it's been a long period of time of developing relationships with people going back like two decades essentially and yeah uh that was another thing where you know you brought you brought uh you brought down ikoko ito and uh what was it last year and yeah you've brought down other well like you said just industry people directors and character designers and stuff like that and yeah so the the one that got a lot of attention besides ito-san last year who's actually been before was uh the creator of marmalade boy who was two years before that (laughs) yeah i i never watched the show so i wasn't you know familiar with the work but I do know it uh-huh. did. I I did see it go around on like Anime News Network and stuff, uh, a lot like this year with Junichi Sato and and all those things. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing that kind of surprised me because you don't really see um, those kind of people flown out to other conventions either. Like mm-hmm. I I really appreciated having Ito-san there, especially you know thanks for thank you so much for giving me the chance to interview her also. Uh, yeah, no worries. But also, how did like it was brought up in the in the character design panel that you had that you were able to have her uh, do the design for for the your mascot uh, Ushiko? How did you manage to do that? Was that just kind of like a a favor that you asked of her, or how did that come about? So. The original, original design of Ushiko... Okay, so just to go back, Ushiko is a cowgirl, for any of your listeners that don't know. (laughs) Uh, We started down that road, because when we started Ushikan, uh, cat girls were the thing. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be really cliched with that, and (laughs) I thought it would be cute to do something more Texas-themed. So that's why we have a cowgirl. Uh... The original, original design was by Kimberly Balduf when uh, we were first founding the convention. And then when we were looking to restart, uh, right before I did Chibi, I was thinking, you know, it would be really cool to have an official, official character design of Ushiko because whenever we'd like talk to people about doing t-shirt designs or, 
you know, art for Ushiko, that's that's something that uh, that we would, you know, they'd be interested to see, like, okay, what does she look like? You know, what's the specs? Blah 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 blah. So uh, I spoke to Itosan, who was a guest at Ushikon Five, which was our last all ages event, and I asked her if she'd be willing to do this, and we uh, worked up a deal and all that, and so yeah, we contracted her, so to speak, to, uh, to do that for me. It was mostly a favor to me, but uh, we did go through process to, to do that. So it was really cool. And yeah, I'm, I'm really amped about that. Like that was, that was a fun project. Yeah. When, when it was brought up, like the amount of information that you have for Ushiko available for whoever wants to like draw, like you have the official colors, you have the uh, mm -hmm. specific details that she has. And, you know, basically like a, you have a, a character sheet for her, and when you brought when you guys mm -hmm. brought that up in the panel, I was pretty surprised. And then, then uh, she, I don't know if she meant it jokingly or not jokingly, uh, but you know, she brought up the idea of you maybe making a talking to Junichi Sato and make like making some kind of Ushiko anime or something. What? So, so yeah, no, like. I also am not 100% sure if she was joking <laughs> or whatnot either, which is the reason I didn't like explicitly do that right then and there. Um, but I would, I would love to see an Ushiko anime. That would be a dream come true. Uh, a long time ago when I was on a panel with other con directors, that was one thing that I listed as like a goal for us one day to have. Um, that's It's something that... I would love to see the only question would be the expense and getting people involved because uh, I know they're all very busy people, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, if we can, if we could accomplish that, even, even like a little short, that would be amazing. So yeah, like the idea yeah, of having probably something we'll consider <laughs> <laughs> like the idea of having a short, even just to introduce uh, the convention is just like super super cool that I I haven't seen personally uh, in any other places. And then with like uh, with crowdfunding being more of a thing now, you know there there are some things that kind of fall through that I've been a part of, but there are other things <laughs> like the like the food truck <laughs> the the food truck that made an anime uh, about the character on their food truck is kind of like a nutty thing to think about that they were able to have you know funded and supposedly as being in the works and you know hopefully I, hopefully I didn't, comes through. I didn't hear about that you'll have to link me that i'm, I'm uh, curious to see <laughs> I, i'll make sure i'll make sure to link it to you because uh when i first saw it i was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's really cool i i know that like otakon had uh a little something made at one point. Uh, so I know those things have happened, but uh, it's it's rare, and it'd be, uh, I'm sure it'd be a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, just you know, hearing uh, through the through the bit of information that there, through the bit of research that I do from here and here and there, because I'm also interested in animation. I'm just, uh, uh, what's that word? Lazy? Um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh i've been trying i've been trying to you know make like little music videos for some songs that i've done uh just you know nice. they, don't, they don't come to fruition because of you know some things here and there but if you do 
manage to like make a short and make something what do you what do you think it'd be about uh that's that's the the big money question right there <laughs> uh that's uh that, i mean that's been one of the holdups for me even even remotely pursuing it is i'm i'm not sure what the uh what the the theming would be like the the immediate answer that comes to mind is it'd be something like Genshin Ken, but based around conventions because <laughs> you know that's that's the character she is but mm. uh i don't know how difficult that would be to write something that's interesting uh-huh. so uh so that's that's a question on the topic i don't i i do wonder sometimes if ito-san is just like kind of you know joking in the back of her head well, in the back of her head, kind of in, actually kind of enthused about the project because I mean, she's be actually kinda... spoken to me. She's spoken to me in the past about like when she was doing the designs about people that could voice Ushiko. Huh. So, uh, so it's something that uh, that I kind of laugh about every now and then, and uh, I, I definitely like to see. But uh, yeah, we'd need to look into what the expense would be and everything. <laughs> and. <laughs> That's kind of that's kind of crazy that she's brought it up more than you know more than a few times, and uh-huh. you know may, maybe she she's just one of those people that likes that that has like these creative ideas in her head and just kind of like uh, spitballs ideas and stuff. But uh, just having I mean the 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 other thing that that makes me laugh about Ito-san is uh, I think she unintentionally. I I totally believe it's unintentional. I think she unintentionally likes to troll people because <laughs> she's she's done that to me several times, and I think it's always been unintentional, but it's always happened. So it just kind of makes me laugh. And uh... the other thing that the other thing that blows my mind with her is she's like she's an incredible artist and everything, but then probably because you know she works in the industry, there's things that are just so completely mundane to her. Like when she came down for uh, one of our events, when she came down for the block party, actually, we did a big Princess Tutu event, but she was also working on designs for the uh, box set for Magic Users Club. Uh-huh. And uh, and so she was actually doing the drawings for that at the event. Wow. She was sitting in her room and, and drawing this. And so like when we came to pick her up for something, she had just finished that. And she was like, sending those off to you know people in japan i forget like either fax or online or something and then and i was like wow those look great and then she basically just crumpled them up and threw it in the trash <laughs> and i'm just like That's... how rude would it be for me to root around in her trash and dig <laughs> and that just out? Dig it out oh my god <laughs> <laughs> no because there's, there's also an ushiko story about like that that it blows my mind. So when I first was talking to her about doing the Ushiko character designs, we were sitting in a cafe uh-huh. and she was like asking me for details and just kind of sketching Ushiko out, like just doing some drawings. And so the first unofficial drawing she did, like she was talking to me about, you know, Texas and, you know, theming and whatnot. And she actually did a really cute drawing of Ushiko, like in a cowgirl outfit. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen that picture again. Wow. Like she drew it and then she put it in a folder and I've never seen it again. I don't know if she threw it away. I don't know if it's at her house somewhere. <laughs> it just, it's just, it just vanished. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's, it's just, and you've been chasing it's another that one of those since. things. <laughs> it's another one of those things. I'm like, I just want to take that. Like, but it's like, no, I can't. <laughs> so how, how did you get into anime? 
Because I always like hearing the I, stories of like um, people that have, you know, I there's there's the the people around my age that that always have like basically the same story with you know stuff from Mexico and then tsunami, especially <laughs> here in in like the in Texas. But I always <laughs> love. <laughs> So I get to I get to weigh I get to show my age now. <laughs> so uh, I've always been an animation fan. Period. Uh-huh. Uh, like you know, like I like Secret of Nim from back in the day and the old Hobbit movie and blah blah blah. But uh, but I've always been a fan of anime as well, just without knowing it was anime uh-huh. back when that was possible. <laughs> Uh, actually, one of my favorite movies as a kid, which is why it comes up often in pub trivia, is uh, Hak Chaden, which was released in the U.S. as Panda the Magic Serpent. Hmm. It's, it is Toei's first ever animated movie, hmm. and it, is, it was great. The, if you ever like complain about English voice acting, then watch that, because the voice acting is terrible. <laughs> but, uh, but the but, movie but is, you still is loved it. Really nice. Oh yeah, no, I well, because I, I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I was like eight, so sure. Um, but when I really started getting into, there were a bunch of other like uh, the original Get a Robo, the U.S. release of that, and a couple of other like old school Leiji Matsumoto stuff. Uh, I got on VHS at uh, or you know I'd rent the VHS and watch it at home, and then I really got into Robotech for a while uh that was actually on tv when i first moved to texas and it was really cool and i was really into that uh the first thing i ever really knew was anime was uh akira Mm -hmm. and i actually saw akira because at the time i was into comic books american comic books and uh i got the v i bought the vhs tape for that at a comic convention and then when I went to college, there was an anime club at my college that somebody in my dorm was the president for, and it was just off to the races from there. So, but, uh, but I mean, I've always been an animation fan, period, so that was just a natural progression into anime. So we're <clears throat> in this anime club, did, you, did they ever do that thing whenever, you know, they, they basically, like, import some tapes from secondhand from somebody that recorded it off their TV and, like, uh, subtitled it somewhere and they somehow, like, managed to get a hold of it? So, we had one guy that had a connection with the... Because I went to... Okay, so I went to Texas Tech up in Lubbock and we had one guy that had a connection with the UT Anime Club, which was actually, like, really strong. (laughs) And uh, he got some stuff that we showed up there and then one of the guys bought like showed a bunch of the official releases like Bubblegum Crisis and uh, at the time Black Magic M66 and some other old school like US manga course stuff like that. And then actually I became that guy in, <laughs> uh, in our thing because uh, I actually one summer worked up in Virginia and met people at the Virginia Anime Club up there and was able to get some tapes and uh yeah, I saw some stuff then that like you will not see. Like it did not get released in U.S. Mm-hmm. That was back in the day, and then that was right like late in my college years was when the whole like kind of mail order 
fan subs thing started Mm -hmm. and uh so we were able to get a fair amount of stuff that was how i saw gundam wing uh i think ava was in those sets i have a full set of fushigi yugi fan subs uh and uh yeah a bunch of stuff from back in the day and then and then finally you know you start getting online stuff around the time ushi started was when you got online stuff going uh actually one of the things that was really cool back in the day with uh, anime conventions when i went to akon back in the 90s it was actually relatively common that if you went down like a hall in the hotel you could find at least one or two rooms where people had a bunch of vcrs daisy chained to get copies of like the newest fans oh, wow. <laughs> yeah it was really kind of neat you know like walk in meet people and get fans ups. that's pretty cool and i never i never got to experience anything like that like the there when i started getting into anime uh i was still you know watching toonami on on Cartoon Network and uh, getting some stuff through Canal Cinco, you know, the the Mexican channels that, <laughs> that just happened to come over here, like, by the border where I live. And mm-hmm. uh, the I was friends with, like, a guy, a, a manager, like, this 30-year-old guy. I was, like, this 15-year-old with a bunch of other, like, little snot-nosed kids that would always hang out <laughs> at, at a, a Game Crazy back when they were still in business by, uh, you know, next to Hollywood <laughs> Video. And uh, we just got when Hollywood video was when, still when, a yeah, when, when Hollywood video was still a thing. And uh, we we'd hang out at Game Crazy for hours on end, and for some reason uh, they didn't kick us out. Um, and we got like close to this this guy, you know, the manager and some of the employees there. And the closest thing that I got to anything like that was, um, uh, he asked me if I was like into anime, and I was like, uh, yeah, you know, I like I like gundam and i like this and i like that and he gave me a dvd that had like 44 episodes of naruto and and i i took it home and i put it in a dvd player and it wouldn't play and i was like that's weird (laughs) 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 and you know it it took little time for for me to be like oh i oh i I see what this is okay and then then i you know put it on my on my PC and then I was like, oh man, I'm getting I'm getting the the hottest stuff from Japan. I can't believe it. You know, super excited. Never never thought that I could do anything like that. Especially because uh at that time I didn't have the internet. And uh Oh wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, like I didn't get the internet until I was in high school, like in tenth grade, and that was still dial up. Uh yeah, yeah, just because yeah. my parents not very uh, you know, not, not not hip to the groove or, or whatever. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean, I, yeah, I remember the day when you would leave a download going for like, oh yeah, about a full day just to get a single episode. Man, I I waited eight hours to watch that Grunlog on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, what are some of your favorite shows, like that you have, like uh, maybe from the past or or now? Uh, all time, my favorite show is uh, Oh My Goddess. That's uh, that's Beldandy's is my waifu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now, like you probably heard Ito-san even comment on that during the Ushiko panel. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I mean, I like a lot of stuff. Uh, Kenshin was great back in the day. Um, I don't know if I've watched the Genshin 
anime all the way through. I love the manga, but uh, uh, Log Horizon was a recent one that I loved mm-hmm. uh, that I got into for really weird reasons. Uh, I love <laughs> Summer Wars, the movie. Uh, the Reader Die OVAs are incredible. The TV series is average. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I love Magic Users Club. That's actually that's actually why part of how I got connected to Itosan in the first place. Um, a bunch of our crew was fans of Princess Tutu, mm-hmm. but I actually loved her work on Magic Users Club. I, I love her character design work. Like I knew her as a character designer even before she came out to the convention. Uh, it's funny because a lot of people talk about, like a lot of people know voice actors, especially American voice actors. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're not a fan of voice actors, you probably know directors. Like you know uh, Miyazaki and then maybe uh, Shinichiro Watanabe or yeah, the, Hideaki Anno. Right. <clears throat> I actually probably know by, you know, not personally, but know of more character designers than I know directors. <laughs> <laughs> because I like uh, character designs for characters, and so I keep track of them. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of stuff I like. And do you keep up with like everything that's coming out currently or no? Of of course. <laughs> uh, and I know you I'm, have to because of your your. Uh, oh your no, no 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 no! This is not a this is not a have to. Oh, this is uh, this is a. I mean to me. Yeah. It, well, yeah. I mean to me, the the whole point of the convention is I really do believe in the by fans for fans kind of thing. Like this is an event we do because I love it and because I want to hang out with other people that love the material. Uh, I'm. I'm not real excited about too much this specific season, but last season was great. Uh, Ascendance of a Bookworm was great. Uh, I got into Dr. Stone. Oreski was like a lot better than I expected, and I like harem shows. Mm. Um, uh, there were several others that I was watching last season that I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely keeping up with stuff because... Uh, I don't watch as much as Clay, who is our video head, but I do watch a lot. Nice. <laughs> and, like, ha- I want to say, like, three quarters of the reason that I even started this podcast is just kind of to to force myself to watch stuff. Because I I love I love animation like you, and I love, and specifically, I, I really got to enjoy anime just because it was so different than everything that I was watching growing up. And uh, just having something, something like this, kind of helps me. Uh, just because uh, I don't, I don't think I have like some kind of attention disorder, but I do have a problem like starting something and then keep like con- continuing to watch the same thing. Uh, I think it's because okay. my parents probably uh, watch the same movie over and over again too many times that. <laughs> That I just got to the point where I was like, "Oh well, uh, I like I don't I just don't want to keep watching the same thing." It's just it's like a, a personal thing, but this podcast really helps me like watch things that I've really wanted to watch for for years and years. It, uh, like so, so what do you what do you like? I'm I'm curious. I mean, with the title, I would assume you like magical girl shows, but that could just be no. This this is oh, just uh, that's branding. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just a, a very convoluted. Uh, I I like I like convoluted idiotic names, 
And uh, okay. when I first started the podcast, I was like, I went up to my friends and I was like, hey, can you guys come up with like some dumb three three word ad, like acronym that I could use or something? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Magical Bro Transformation Podcast just kind of just kind of came about. Uh, I'm I am interested in like Magical Girl shows only because, uh, you know, I'm like interest, I guess, is uh, the best word to describe it. I'm curious about it. I I haven't watched too okay. many of them, but I assume you've watched Madoka Magica. I have watched Madoka Magica. <clears throat> Do you like that one? I love uh, Madoka Magica. Ah, uh, uh, did you watch uh, whatever the recent one was about uh, the magical girls that fought in a war? Uh, I I heard of it. I did not watch. It's, it. it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I. Like, I wasn't into the designs and the story. It, it depends on what you're into. Like, if you really like the, like, twistedness of Madoka Magica, uh-huh. then uh, you potentially like that. Because, I mean, it's pretty dark, but uh, it, that's not necessarily my cup of tea. The original Sailor Moon is actually really good. Um, it has some Monster of the Week aspects, but when it's, like, on the overarching story, it's really good. Like, uh, uh, like uh, when I was younger, I specifically got into it because uh, like got into anime just because of you know I was an edgy teenager and I wanted to watch edgy things. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but as I think so, gonna... <laughs> Evangelion and <laughs> uh, just basically anything that like uh, I remember watching. What was it? <sighs> What's the thing? I dang, I can't remember it. I just remember it was like a. A bunch of magic users in the city fighting zombies and stuff like that. Uh, Tokyo uh, Imagine. Okay. I think it okay. was. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, just, I, I just look for anything gory. Like, uh, I remember Parasite? being. Uh, no, I haven't watched it. But, like, when I was younger, I, I watched, I, like, watched four episodes of F and Lead and, like, this satellite okay. channel that uh-huh. came out. And I was super into that <laughs> and just like chasing it forever on my dial up internet. <coughs> uh, but now I, I mostly watch stuff that's mostly drama, some action. Uh, okay. <clears throat> like a lot of the stuff that we've covered on this podcast is uh, stuff that I've wanted to watch. And most of, like, I think there's only been like one thing that I don't like that we've covered. But most things I'm okay. I I really enjoy or I think are all right. Uh, like, uh, do you like do you like Marvel movies? I do like Marvel movies. Have I, you seen Have you seen Reader Die? Have you seen ROD? I have seen Reader Die. What did you think of that? I thought it was all right. Like, ah, <laughs> ROD is great. Like <laughs> my the friend my the friend that that wanted to watch it the most he fucking loves Reader uh-huh. Die. And I, uh, okay. and like I watched it and I liked it. Uh, but you know, uh, I mean, like I said, the, the OVAs are really good. Those are the three OVAs. And then the TV series is all right. Yeah. It's a he, sequel and it's okay. He but, told uh, me the, the to, OVAs are great. He told me to stay away from the, from the TV series because I think he said he hated it. But uh, I could I could see that. I mean, the, the first half is like doesn't include any of the characters from the OVA. Yeah, that's that's what he was telling it's, us. <laughs> the second half, the second half, they come back, but uh, but yeah, by that point, it's 
it, it's it, that's why I say it's not as good, but it is it's entertaining in its own way. But the OVAs are definitely like the better part of that for sure. And if you were just like the OVAs are okay, then the TV series is going to be trash. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, I watched older stuff too. Like uh, I watched Bubblegum Crisis and stuff like that. Like any anything that has really great animation, I usually fall in love with. Uh, like okay, so did you watch original '80s Bubblegum Crisis yes. or did you watch okay? Because then 2040 is no. uh, the '90s version. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I wanted to watch 20. I when we did Bubblegum Crisis, I wanted to watch like uh, everything. Everything having to do with Bubblegum Crisis, but because of uh-huh. the way that I am, I just ended up watching the OVAs, and yeah, I like them. I really like the animation on them and the the eighty synth music. Uh huh. Um, and I just kind of like look for anything like that, just out of the ordinary, super like with really good animation. And have you seen uh, Gunsmith Cats? No, it's been on my. It's. I've been wanting to watch it for like four or five years. So that <laughs> one's by. Uh, that, I mean, that's by the same creator as uh, Bubblegum Crisis, except it's set in Chicago and it's uh, 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 girls running around with guns. And I know that recently got funded for like an official release through mm-hmm. uh, Kickstarter. Animago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A Kickstarter yeah. from Animago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I, I keep up with a bunch of things, but. Uh, basically, the if you show me anything that that's cool and uh, sometimes has drama, I'm probably gonna like it. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to like. I can shit on a lot of things, but for me to say that something is bad, <laughs> for me to say something is uh-huh. bad, it has to be like pretty bad. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's fair. Uh, I've gotten more cynical about stuff. Not not as much with anime. There's actually still a lot of anime that I love, but yeah, I've gotten more cynical with. Uh, with other stuff, I complain to my wife about things all the time. <laughs> and in terms of entertainment, <laughs> so going going back to the con, like another thing that I really like about the panels or about the convention that you have is like along with the with the guest panels, the the actual mm-hmm. panels by the people that that do them are. I mean, I've never been to one that's bad. I've been to one where like the guy didn't show up, but like uh-huh. every panel that I've gone to is always something that I'm either interested in, I know the subject about, and it's just like teaches me or like they explain more about whatever they're talking about. How do you manage to <laughs> <laughs> how do you manage to like curate the panels to where like it they're actually like pretty good? Uh, I mean, we can only take so much credit for that. Our panels are, aside from our guest panels, our panels are based on what our members decide to present about, and our we get really good, uh, you know, turnout for that. I think, I think the biggest thing about it is that going back to the fact that we're eighteen plus, and our particular demographic of attendees just means that we have people that present well and you know, come to these things generally with coherent thoughts as opposed to, yeah, just a bunch of teenagers that are like, we're going to sit in a room and scream for a while. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, all right. 
we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I mean, we get we do get some that we're like, okay, yeah, no, we're not doing that, <laughs> and we just kind of like let it go. But uh, you know, generally speaking, I think that we have uh, a good member base that is you know has interesting stuff to share with everybody else and they do a good job with it Another thing too, uh, that I don't know if like I don't know how many people know about this, but you guys like, uh, you guys go to Japan with a group of people <laughs> from the convention, or you know whoever whoever is able to make it and sign up, and you know has uh, who's whoever is able to organize their life to be able to go to Japan. What made you guys decide to start doing that? Uh, so we did that once so far. That's only happened really? one time. I, I uh, yeah, well, I've seen it happen another time. Like, okay, so okay, so let me let me clarify here. Yeah, I have been to Japan multiple times okay. <laughs> and have hung out with other people multiple times, but uh, we have only explicitly set up a thing. So the uh, last. Uh, Two years ago, so back in 2018, uh, I was I was like, "Hey, I've had a lot of people that show up to our panels at the con for visiting Japan, and I've talked to people since people know that I've been to Japan several times. People have talked to me about like, oh, what you know, how do I how do we go about it? I think it'd be cool to go, but I'd want to hang out with other people. Blah blah blah. So at the end of the day, I was like, all right, well, let's just try setting one of those up and see what happens. So. Uh, you know, I was like, maybe we'll get interest. Maybe nobody will care. Who knows? Mm. So uh, I set up a, a thing where I was like, okay, I know that, you know, it, we can get people out for X amount of dollars. So here's what it'll cost. And yeah, we actually got a really good level of interest. We had like 20 people total on that thing. Uh, and as I told people at the time, if there were other people that wanted to go that, uh, you know, they thought that they could arrange their own flight and hotel or, you know, do an Airbnb or something cheaper than whatever I was going to hook up, mm. do it. And, uh, you know, but if you want to hang out with us while you're there, we could totally, you know, coordinate or whatnot. I didn't have any of those at the end of the day, but, uh, but I, you know, I, we opened it up for that. And so, but yeah, we had a really cool, uh, trip. Uh, basically the way that it worked was, uh, I had a couple of things that we set up. But at the end of the day, if anybody didn't want to do the things that we did, like it was theoretically a trip to go to Japan to go to Comiket. Uh -huh. And then in the end, like half of our group didn't go to Comiket. Well, <laughs> so uh, I mean, they had other stuff to do in various ways. And like a couple of people actually ran off to Hiroshima. Wow. And I'm like, uh -huh. that's a long trip. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go have fun. Uh, but the other things we did, I, you might have seen the pictures. We went to Toei Animation Studios. Yeah. Uh, we hung out with some people. We went to a couple of other things that I know there. We had a dinner with people in the industry. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we had a 
as far as I know, we had a really good time, and everybody told me that they enjoyed it. Hopefully, at this year's con, I'll have a couple of people from that trip that'll talk about their experience at least a little bit. Nice. And uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know for sure if we'll ever do it again, but it's something that I, you know, people seem to enjoy, and it's not like a problem to do it per se. It's just one of those things that. I then have to, you know, coordinate and whatnot. I don't, like I said, I don't mind. It's just if if there's enough interest there or not. So, uh, yeah, we just kind of make it up as we go and and uh, kind of roll with it. The the big problem I have with some of that is trying to balance and figure out what different people want to do yeah. because, like, as an anime fan myself, <laughs> it was kind of my joke. I was like. I didn't know if there were people in this crew that are not as big of anime fans or just like not wanting to like nerd out the entire time you're there. <laughs> Cause I mean, you know, there's a lot of cultural stuff you can go check out in Japan and uh, there are many things you can do. Um, I've been to Japan multiple times and I'm not into things like Tokyo tower to begin with. So like, I didn't want to just wait like, in line. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't like heights more than anything. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't just need to like. Here's my picture in front of Tokyo Tower, and uh, here's me over at the uh, this shrine or whatever. And so, uh, I was trying to figure out like it was funny because I was trying to figure out how to balance everything. So actually, I arranged it so the first day or two we'd actually go do some cultural stuff that I thought you know, everybody else could get comfortable with. And then if we start doing a bunch of otaku stuff, you know, anybody who didn't want to do it is comfortable enough that they can go do their own thing. Mm. And what happened instead is on the very first day, we're like going to this like kind of tourist trap uh, shrine that has like all this stuff around it that I think is interesting to go check out. And it's an important part of Tokyo. But halfway through that, like we're looking at stuff, people are like, hey, can we just go to Akiba? And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can we can go to Akiba if you want. I mean, we can spend the whole time at Akiba if you want. But so we ended up then going to Akihabara, and and yeah, the rest of the time just kind of flowed on in that kind of direction. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, if 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 people brought that up that there is that interest in doing it, uh, it's it's something I'm I'm totally cool with. Uh, you know, trying to maintain. It's just that it's not cheap. Uh, oh, no. So it's it's hard to tell how many people both have the interest and the money to do it. Uh, I think it helps. I do think it helps to like have the defined thing because then people do actually commit. You know, have to commit the money. Yeah, and uh, and then they can like plan for it and move forward as opposed to if I just tell people, hey, we're going. They're like, oh yeah, I'd love to go. And then six months later, it's like, oh, I don't have the money anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> so I guess what I what I think I probably did is I I saw that you guys uh organized that trip and then probably saw some different pictures of you in Japan and just assumed <laughs> that you had that you well, organized so, that trip again. So that was so the twenty eighteen trip was the big trip that uh we did relative to the con and then I want to say two years before that, I went on a trip with a bunch of people we know, which included Dave from San Japan. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then a few years before that, I also had gone on a trip with uh, 
other people I know from the convention, but in that case, it was staff people. And that was, again, that was also just like, we're hanging out as friends, not like anything and, like official. So right. this, <clears throat> the one in 2018 was the first time we ever did anything like the, it was quote unquote a tour, but I mean, that was the first time we did anything official like that. All right. So in, are you guys going to be selling the Ushikan sake or is that done with for now so people love the sake and i don't blame them for that uh we actually were hoping to do the sake again this year the big problem with that is our main contact that we were working with at texas sake to do that actually like left he's he moved up to seattle i think okay so uh so we don't have somebody that's as enthusiastic about doing uh side projects like that uh so it's more effort hopefully hopefully one day we can bring it back but uh yeah we don't have because because we have two problems there's two problems with doing the sake number one we have to get them to actually like do the bottling and labeling for it and the other one is we need somebody to sell it because we don't have a liquor license yeah so so that's those two problems <laughs> are what comes in and so i mean it was it was really good the the year we did it because uh the guy that was really enthusiastic about it like he you know coordinated all the stuff for them to sell it on site he actually ran the uh the party thing that we had that night too up in the hotel. Nice. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, he was like, he was enthusiastic about it and we don't have anyone anymore. That's, I feel as enthusiastic about it. We could potentially make it happen, but, uh, it's, it'd be a lot more complicated. And so uh, we have been working on it. Uh, I got the idea originally because, uh, Junichi Sato, uh, goes to an event in, uh in japan that is the setting that's the setting of an episode of uh tamayura because it's in the town that tamayura is based in and they put out a sake for tamayura every year and actually the first time this last year was not the first time he'd been to ushikan (laughs) the first time he went to ushikan he actually brought me a bottle of that nice and uh so (laughs) i've kept uh i've kept the bottles because they're really they look really nice they have they have cute Tamiura labels and whatnot. And so uh, I've actually got multiple bottles of random anime sake. <laughs> uh, I've got I've got Girls in Panzer. I've got an Inuyasha. Uh, I've got a couple of other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head. But, but I have multiple anime sakes that have either been gifts or that I've purchased when I've gone to Japan. So. <laughs> and that's pretty cool. I- but... Yeah, but uh, but that is a goal. Um, it's just it's not going to happen this year. But we do have a couple of surprises this year. All right. Anything that you're gonna? Is it something that you're gonna save for like the uh, the opening ceremony, or is it something you're gonna announce like in the next few weeks? Uh, most so ninety percent of the time, I try not to announce things until. We actually have them in hand. Okay. Just because, just because. Number one, I want to make sure it arrives in time, and people don't like think to themselves, "Oh, yeah, I'm really into that." And then it's like, "Oh, well, it never showed up." So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, the, what we will probably do is announce stuff uh, as it arrives. So actually, I'm supposed to get a delivery of something video game related today. Huh. Uh, that'll be interesting. And then uh, and then we've got a couple of other things. We have a surprise for Pub Trivia. Oh. Uh, that, one, one that'll of the, be, that'll the, be fun. One of the funnest things going on at, at Ushika. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, that that one that one started because uh, one of our staff heads for Chibiushi would go to like the Geeks Who Drink pub trivia, uh-huh. and he was really into pub trivia. So actually, the very first time we did it, it was at when we did Chibiushi, and it was we only had like maybe two or three teams, and uh, he ran it, and uh, we just had a really great, but it, it was a great time. Everybody loved it, and so we've kept it every year since then, and. <laughs> We've had some uh, we've had some interesting stories. I guess you missed. I guess if if your first was Ushi Ten, you missed the uh, the time that the previous time that uh, Junichi Sato was there because uh, that's that's a funny story about pub trivia. <laughs> so, what, what happened there? Uh, so Junichi Sato and uh, Ito-san were both there. Ikiko Ito were both at that convention, but Sato was the only one listed as an official guest. And uh, one of the things that happened is uh, Ito-san looked at me when she heard we were doing pub trivia, and she's like, "Oh, I'd like to, I'd like to go do that." And so I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so, uh, so she came. She actually came to the pub trivia event. She didn't know a lot of the answers, but uh, the one thing that happened there was uh, our staff, like one of the guys on our staff, knew that she actually likes beer. Like that's one of her things, uh, and we knew that, and so they actually like gave her a can of uh, Sapporo. And uh, and so right before they gave that to her, <clears throat> Dave got a bottle. Like, they gave Dave a bottle of Buddha beer. Uh-huh. And, oh, the, uh, the and one, as... The ones with the little have you shape seen? like Buddhas? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think if you look online, you can probably find this video, uh, as is the, the case for... You know, bros everywhere. Uh, when Dave got this bottle, everybody's like, "Chug, chug, chug," <laughs> and uh, so so Dave chugged a bottle of Buddha beer in front of everybody nice. and, and got his applause and blah blah blah. <laughs> so then uh, Ito-san gets this can of Sapporo, and all of a sudden the crowd starts hearing "Chug, chug." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no." I mean, this is a nice lady here, blah. And she's like, "Okay, let's do this." And so she like chugged most of a can of Sapporo, nice. which I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So. So yeah, that was that was uh, the goofy event that year. But uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun with pub trivia. Uh, we've done various things with it over the years. Uh, we initially were giving away a trophy, but uh, since the teams are always like relatively large, I, n- I never knew who'd want to like keep the trophy. Who would be the yeah? Who would be the person to keep the trophy? And I didn't want to. I didn't want to encourage conflict in the team of like people arguing over that. Mm. So then one year we actually put a limit on eight people per team and we actually made tumblers for the winning team so that everybody who won would get a tumbler. <laughs> but nice. But the eight person limit seemed really arbitrary and I know we have people that break that every year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I was just like, screw <laughs> that. So uh so it's, that's since then we've had the pitcher essentially and people get to have fun with the pitcher and whatnot but uh but we have some some special ideas this year for to help everybody because uh, it's it's all for epic bragging rights and so we've got some things to to try to help people with that and then uh 
And then I've got a couple of other things. Everybody already knows about the uh, plushies. Uh, that was our our big uh, our big big thing this year. Yeah. But, uh, we've got a couple of other couple of other things that we're sneaking in. So uh, look for those when you come on site. All right. And man, I gotta tell you. So I was super. I drove four hours because I, I used to live in Austin <laughs> and moved back okay. over here by the border. But when I when you guys released Sasake, I was super super excited for it. I wanted to get a bottle and I was gonna go. And then it was announced that there was gonna be trivia there, and I was even more excited about it <laughs> because you guys have the best varying. Uh, I guess difficulty and you know it, it just varies in difficulty and varies in like shows and like what you've seen or what you haven't seen and uh-huh. I don't know what it is I just really like the trivia that you guys put on every year uh, no matter how uh, stupid I feel sometimes uh, for either knowing what the answer is and not getting it or having no no clue what 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 <laughs> you're talking about but i love the way that you guys put that on every year also free free beer is good too you know <laughs> <laughs> so okay so so a lot to unpack there just a couple of things of note um the uh i i, I appreciate the the compliments we like i said we enjoy poetry we know it's our signature event and everybody has a good time uh Regarding the mix of questions, I mean, I, 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 since I have to do a lot of, of effort with that, and, and as well as other people, uh, I appreciate that uh, that you enjoy those. I think the, I think it's a good mix of questions that people should know and questions that are just really effing hard. Yeah. And I think I think what makes that entertaining to me is there's always a point sometimes it's right out the gate but sometimes it's not until later like after a couple of rounds have gone by but there's usually a point where most of the people are like yeah we're not gonna win so <laughs> like at that point if you know answers then you are totally ready to crank those oh, out yeah. but but if you don't then there's a lot of screwing around that's that I find entertaining, but uh, it's really interesting. I actually, uh, one of the teams, one of the guys that often comes out and videos our our event, he did a video of pub trivia, like he recorded the whole thing, <laughs> and it was actually really entertaining. It was because it, you get a lot from his team's view because obviously he's sitting at that table, mm -hmm. but you get other stuff too. And, but so it's interesting to watch the way that they go about a bunch of the questions. Cause yeah, you can see the ones they know and they're like, Oh yeah. All right. Boom. And they crank those out. And then you can also see the ones that they're like, I have no fucking right, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. Like we had a guy last year that was, uh, you know, was saying that like the questions are too hard or something. And I'm like, it's tough because, you have teams of like eight to ten people yeah. and so with that number of people you actually cross a pretty wide breadth of anime usually unless you know unless you're completely focused on your friends and your friends only like one specific genre mm -hmm. uh but if if your friends like actually watch a wide array of shows even if they only watch one or two each you actually cover a pretty good range and so you can see that like people will know whatever their particular area is. And uh, and so it's tough to like narrow things down in a way that like, you know, people aren't gonna 
just get every single question. And so at least somebody like, like, even as it is, we get teams that do pretty well, but, uh, if I made it too easy, then, yeah, if it's like, who is, uh, Gohan's father and then it's like, okay, yeah, everybody gets that. And we get out of the thing with everybody getting a hundred percent. And that's no fun. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, it's interesting to to see that play out and uh, to try to throw a few curveballs into people. Initially, Clay, who's on our judging group now, like he used to play, like he used to enjoy playing. He still would if I'd let him, but he was like, well, no, I mean, like he runs our video staff, so he's seen like a lot of shit. Like just by himself, he didn't even have a team. By himself, he was beating like all the other teams. So it's, it'd be like he's so. <laughs> Yeah, well, so one time we actually, one time we actually made him go Clay versus the entire con, where we said if anybody, if anybody playing this game gets this answer right, that's a point for the con, (laughs) and Clay just got his own score, and that was the one way we actually managed to beat him. Wow! Like the con as a whole was able to to beat this one higher score than Clay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. But other than that, no, he, like, I even told him, even that year, like, if I parsed out the best team, he still beat the best team. And so <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, it's like you just have way more knowledge about a bunch of this shit than everybody else. Um, but uh, regarding the beer, uh, that's something that has become also sort of a signature now. And uh, I'm, you know, again, we're glad people enjoy that. The way that that happened is kind of crazy. Because uh, so the first year that we did pub trivia, uh, it was actually going to be like I was potentially we were potentially going to have like maybe a cash bar or something like that or you know you could go and get drinks and uh, but they told us like the hotel told us that the bar was closed like their bartender was out of town or something like uh-huh. that or it was under renovations so we asked them like you know can you know so can people bring in their own drinks and like oh yeah fine whatever so that's what happened. Like everybody brought in a bunch of liquor and, <laughs> and yeah, no, things got crazy. I, I, uh, I, I and so, and so, uh, but so then the next year, similar thing happened. Like uh, maybe the first year was renovations and the second year, the bartender was suddenly out of town. So people brought in their own, their own drinks and yeah, we just were going to town and that was, that was the, what we had established as that's how things work. (laughs) And so, uh, the third year they were like, you can't do that. And we're like, what? (laughs) And so they're like, no, but they, but the problem is they didn't tell us this until like Saturday, like the day of the event. So so we had a bunch of people that had actually already gone to Specs and bought like a shit ton of alcohol. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, what what are we supposed to do? And, you know, and so we're like, we're not doing like this massive thing here. Like, we're not going to give you all this money that you think you're going to be suddenly making off of us. But so, but at the same time, we felt really bad for all these people that had bought liquor that now couldn't use it. And so we're like, how about we get, like, I think we initially were like, a keg. And so we're like, we'll get a keg and everybody can just, you know, have some beer. And uh, I think the hotel even offered us, like, the keg, like, as a compromise. And so, and then they had a second keg and we're like, all right, so if we use up the first keg, then we'll buy the second one and and we'll go with that. And that'll, that, that was all that, like, they literally had two kegs. That was all they had. And so we're like... We'll just do that. We'll say, hopefully people be fine because 
yeah. they're getting free beer yeah. and uh you know and they'll just deal with the fact that whatever they bought they have to drink on their own or whatever <laughs> and and there were some complaints and people were not thrilled about it but but we got by with it and everybody was fine and so we kind of just established all right well then that's our new thing <laughs> and so so from then on yeah we've had like two kegs that all right yeah go and get your beer and you know get your kegs here and uh and we'll just kind of roll with that and so that's that's kind of our thing so we supply that and uh then the one year that we did do the sake we're like okay yeah and we'll we'll supply some sake so people can try the sake and drink some of that too and uh so we did that like i said we did that the one year but uh that was that was specific because we had ushi sake all right and all of this very much appreciated <laughs> just on <laughs> on my end and my friend's end and uh, a bunch of other people that i've talked to Zen. and uh oh yeah no i mean i mean we like i said we want everybody to have a good time actually my friend from japan like i don't know if y'all had any umaibo this last year the corn oh yeah sticks uh, or whatnot we, but, like uh, funny story about that we went to the uh <laughs> <laughs> so we went to hang out at the uh what was it the jackbox room that that dave was in uh-huh. and you know the i forget his i forgot his name i got his business card uh but i don't have it with me right now i, I got a new wallet but um okay. like we went we went up to get you know the the whiskey that he that he took in because he was like hey everybody come try some and we played some <laughs> jackbox and stuff and then uh like me and my my cousin were like just went up again and then we started talking to him and it like we ended up talking to him for like two hours, I think. And, oh, nice! And uh, he just <laughs> we started list like he started showing us some uh, what was it? It's so, like some a bunch of rap songs, and because like we had similar taste in music, and started sh- like telling us about how much he liked Rage Against the Machine, and oh, and cool. stuff like that. And like it got to the point where I think everybody left the Jackbox room, and it was just like. <laughs> us three and dave was still like playing the room like playing jackbox uh-huh. with like two other people and we realized oh no well one we we've had too much whiskey <laughs> and now we now we now we have to go and two uh, it's weird that we're just here in the corner talking like just talking in the jackbox room uh-huh. and but yeah yeah no he's he's actually uh Sakura-san is uh is a really nice guy. He actually he actually brought a whole bunch of snacks for everybody oh, man, to like corn. try and <laughs> eat and everything. <laughs> uh for if anybody listening to this doesn't know, there's there are these these snacks that that were brought in last year to to trivia and for I mean, you know, I I get the reason. It was a, it was a corn snack. But the uh. the Discord was just flooded with these corn <laughs> emojis for for the entire time of Pub Trivia, and all these corn memes, and it was just great. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I did not even realize that until after like after the event was over. I did not realize how crazy our our Discord text <laughs> channel was during the con- like. I don't have time usually to read a bunch of that, but but after looking at that and finding it hilarious, I've I've told my staff to like let me know when fun stuff's going on in there so i can at least check it out <laughs> and man it was it's always a great time i just gotta say it's always a great time oh yeah and no i was impressed i was impressed with the creativity that people came up with in there <laughs> <laughs> and it's super exciting hearing 
uh, that you have some surprises lined up. You know, Ushiri Tori, when you first came out with it, uh, bought it. It's a fun game. It teaches you a lot. Uh, I bought an Ushiko plush at San Japan this year when you guys were there at the table. Nice. And you just love, I've been loving everything you put out. The sake, everything is just like soup. Like even the shirts, the designs, like everything's just like, I love everything that you guys come out with and you guys do. And like, well, thank like, you. I mean, like, we, we appreciate that. And especially, you know, going last year to the, uh, the feedback room, I don't remember what it was called, but, and then, you know, tossing around some ideas here and there. And then seeing how much uh, feedback that you guys take from Discord and, you know, seeing seeing how active you guys are with the community around Ushikon is super, really appreciated. Love it. And I guess the last question I would say or ask you is, uh, what would you say to anybody that's on the fence about going to Ushikon? Um, I guess I would say if you're an, a fan of anime and you're just looking for a community of like-minded people to hang out with that are over 18, then uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fun time. I mean, that's it, it, the whole goal I was aiming for is when I first went to anime conventions. I don't know if you've actually... Have you been to Akon? I haven't been to Akon. I have, I've had friends that have gone, but I haven't been there personally. Have you been to... Have you been to... Okay, so let's say San Japan would be a good analog. Mm. Uh, San Japan has been around for like 10 years. Uh, Akon has been around for like 30. (laughs) Uh, When Akon... Like the very first Akon I went to when it was single digits, uh, it had a turnout similar to Uji. It was like several hundred people, which a lot of people think is insanely small now. Like you just don't see that anymore. Mm. But it really does give it a different atmosphere. I mean, even ignoring the age aspect, I think that you just like get to see the same people multiple times in a weekend, which, you know, as long as they're not really annoying to you is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, kind of like your, your story with, uh, you know, talking to Sakna-san about music and, and snacks and whatnot at, at Dave's party, I feel like you get a much better opportunity to do things like that because that's kind of the community we're we're trying to build uh i love anime and i love talking about anime and watching anime with people uh but like i've also done random stuff at at ushi like i i sat and talked with one or two people about retirement plans just (laughs) because uh that was you know that's kind of thing that we got into at one point and uh we've also done things like we have an Ushiko puzzle and other anime puzzles that we built. Um, we had our our sake party. Uh, we've like done things like that before. Uh, I've hung out with Lynn uh, with the cheek in uh, you know doing stuff in hotel rooms. I mean, it, that was really that is the way anime conventions were when I first started going to them, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't think any convention for me is going to have the exact same for anybody really is going to have the exact same magic as when you first go because it's not as unique anymore. You've seen it before. You understand certain things about it. But I do think that having a smaller community is a better is a different feel. And I think that the experience is 
is in a way better for that. I mean, I, this is in no way to like bash on the large conventions because they definitely offer a whole bunch that that we don't necessarily offer that people. I, I I totally understand the appeal. Like a huge dealer's room is great. Or if you're into video games, having like arcade consoles along and you know three walls, and uh, you know bringing in like a band from Japan or having like a big dance stuff like that. I I get all of that. Like if that's what you're into, great. And we don't necessarily offer that for a variety of reasons. But if you're into, you know, hanging out with some friends, meeting some new people that share your interests, in this case, specifically anime, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and having a good time with them. That's one of the things, actually, I really love about Pub Trivia, which is why I'm glad it's our signature event, is we actually encourage people, if they don't have a team, to just go sit at a table. Yeah, just like random people. Yeah, that's... That's the whole reason we try to do teams for that as opposed to individual people. Because it's like, yeah, go go meet some people. And by the end of the night, you should have at least a couple of people there that, you know, you've, you've palled around with and had fun and hopefully don't mind talking to again. Yeah, you, you know, you might end up with a page full of dicks or something. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least, at least one. At least one. Maybe <laughs> like three or four. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's really what we're trying to do, and why, like I said, I'm I'm happy if we can maintain it around like 500, uh, which is still a little bigger than we are right this moment. But uh, but I mean that would be about my ideal. I don't know if we'd ever cap it or if we'd just say, you know, see see how things go. Mm. But yeah, I, I'd say really it's more if you're looking for community feel, that's what we offer. If you're looking for just like whiz bang, like you know. Uh, you know, overload on your senses all the time, then, yeah, we're not really giving you that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we we do have our own environment. Hopefully, you know, people come out and enjoy it. Uh, we'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the new facility plays out. Uh, the big upside that we're looking forward to, aside from more space, is that we don't have to shut down at like 11 because we don't have to get out of the building and move to the other, you know, to the hotel and whatnot. We tried to keep things going 24 hours in the hotel. So, like, if you went there, there would be things going on no matter the hour. Yeah. But it it always got kind of dodgy and, you know, people couldn't necessarily find what they were looking for whatnot. So that will give us a different environment here. Uh, the one thing I would add is if, uh, you know, keep it to a dull roar. Don't get, like, the hotel on your ass. But if people wanted to, like, socialize in hotel rooms, that was a thing back when I first started going to cons. Like... It was normal that, you know, people would have small parties in their room of like, you know, five, five to ten people. You all hang out, you're chatting, you're socializing, blah, blah, blah. And I'd love to see that be a thing where y you could potentially walk down a hallway in the hotel and a couple of rooms are like, just, open yeah, just have like the hey, yeah, open. you want to yeah. hang out? Like the, yeah, the yeah. So like that's that's the ideal. And uh, I don't know if. You know, because it's been a long time since it's been normal, I don't know if like people have thought about it, but that's one of the things, one of the uh, one of the other reasons we were trying to do stuff that we did in the hotel was to encourage that and get people into that. And I know it happened on occasion, Adushi. I actually saw some of them, <laughs> but uh, I don't know how I don't know how common it was. And I can tell you that I've been thinking about that. Uh, every every year that I go to Ushikon, it it's always dependent on who goes with me. I, it's usually the same guys. But uh, I, I've uh, never brought up the idea 
but last year it just uh-huh. kind of happened because uh like we like i said we we had a, a decent amount of whiskey and we, <laughs> we like i went back to my room and i was like all right time to time to go to bed you know it's time to lights out i i don't want to get any any more or less drunk this is a perfect time to to turn in then when i got back to my room uh like the group of friends that i was with was just singing uh, singing karaoke <laughs> and i was uh-huh. like oh well i guess this is my night it's time for it's time for this now <laughs> and then like a few like i want to say like 30 40 minutes later like one of our friends was like we made a joke about this and that and then they're like what you you think someone's just gonna come over here knock on our door and ask to come in and sing sing karaoke and then you know wouldn't you know somebody came to <laughs> came to our room knocked on our door and they're like hey sounds like you guys are having fun hey. and i was like yeah <laughs> and it was it yeah was, you want to just join on yeah in? And we just let them in, and we we just sang karaoke for like three or four hours, and you know just talked for a good long time, and it was great. Nice. <laughs> and, and it's yeah. So one thing that was common back in the day, like in the '90s, uh, when you'd go to cons, if you looked over by like the elevators, they would a bunch of people would often like put up like little eight eight and a half by eleven sheets of paper that said like hey, this is going on in room whatever at, you know, at this hour. And that was how you let people know, hey, yeah, we're going to like maybe, you know, watch this fan sub that nobody's seen yet. Or, yeah, we're going to have a small party in our room or we're going to do karaoke or whatever. And that was how you let people know. Now, part of the problem is hotels aren't as thrilled about people like taping things to their walls. Uh, So you don't see that as often. That's actually one of the, that's also one of the reasons I've been trying to get good uh, adoption of our Discord is because I I was like, yeah, people could like post that on Discord and be like, hey, you want to come hang out and, you know, do something over here. Then uh, that would like if that were to happen and basically be that board for people to to let other people know about. I, I would think that's really cool. Um but uh, again, we'll we'll see how things go with that. The uh, if you talk to Rick and Rick of uh, Rick and Rick Otaku Cafe in San Antonio, mm-hmm. the uh, the first event they ever went to was actually Ushigo's Block Party, which was our our small event in La Quinta, and uh, we actually had a really big Princess Tutu event there. But they were one of our. I think we maybe had we had one or two dealers at that con and they were one of them and they were selling out of a hotel room because <laughs> i told them to do it and uh and well it's funny the the reason i love this story is because i was like yeah okay you can sell out a hotel room blah 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 and so they set up a little like table right there in the doorway <laughs> and you could get keychains you get keychains and stuff from them and so the next year we did our cafe for the first time and i've got pictures of that if you ever want to see it it's it was pretty nuts but uh, they got like they didn't get in. This is right across the street from IkiCon, one of the IkiCon mm-hmm. years, and uh, they did not get a table at Iki. And so I was like, "Hey, you want to come hang out with us?" And they're like, "Okay, yeah." So they actually ran a shop out of the hotel next, the hotel room next door to us. <laughs> but so when I first went in there, when I first went in, they were doing something similar to what they did at the block party, where they had like this one little table. And I'm like, "No, no, no, that's that's not how you do this." this stuff i was like come over and look at our cafe and i'll show you how to like i'll show you how to pimp out a room and so 
So then uh, they were like, oh, okay, yeah. And so <laughs> when, we did, uh, when we did Chibiyushi, they were again selling out a hotel room because, like I said, we only had the one function space. And, uh, and so then they did, they went nuts. <laughs> like, that one was good. That one I was impressed with. I was like, okay, yeah, you, you, did, uh, you did a good job here. And, uh, but so one of the other things that they did in that room, though, is they also played, like, rock band in there at, like, some crazy hour of the night. <laughs> And uh, I think they did that the very first uh, 18 plus full Ushi. They like did rock band in their room and whatnot. So yeah, that's, nice. that's something that I'd like to see more of because it is a chance for people to socialize and, and get to know one another. But it, we can't really like force it. It kind of has to happen organically. Yeah. So it just kind of goes as it goes. And I mean, you guys do have that karaoke room, but man, everybody... <laughs> Everybody wants to go down to that karaoke. I, you know, I don't know what the setup's going to be yeah, this yeah. year, uh, but the last few years, that karaoke room is packed. <laughs> There's no, like, I mean, even I go in there, I, I see it, and sometimes I'm like, all right, let me go in there for a little bit, just hang out, <laughs> then I'll come back outside, get some air. <laughs> and, you know, I'm I'm curious to see what you guys have set up this year. Uh, so the karaoke should be down in function space this year because, like I said, we don't have to shut it down the same mm-hmm. way. So there should be more space, but we'll see how it turns out. And at the risk of going for like too long, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess uh, here's where I'll end it, uh, dude. Thank, thanks so much for for doing the interview, man. I really, yeah, really no, appreciate I mean. It. Yeah, no, I, I love talking about the con, and I, I'm always happy to hear if people are enjoying it or what they like or even dislike about it so that we can uh, you know, put on a show that people enjoy. And any any final words for the, the listeners at home? <laughs> uh, just like I said, if you want to come out and enjoy it, we look forward to seeing you. If not, then I just hope you enjoy your, your fandom and are ha- watching some good shows this season. All right, you heard it here. Go to Ushika. Go in back and tell us it's okay. Ride a star wave with a grin for me. And remember what it was like to be grounded on earth, running through your mind, leaving the stories we all made up behind. Keep towards the light and ignore the dark. But if there's something more, please don't snuff 